everyone, welcome to Ultimate Combo Podcast. This is me, Stephen, and my co-host Zach is here. Hello, how we doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. So I like it. Yeah. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Not quite as long of a hiatus this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, everything's been good. So. There's quite a lot of news that we I missed out on this week. So Yeah. Big week. <laughs> yeah, it was a big week for news. So I'm gonna start with the comic book news. So yep. the first one is that Marvel is joining the exclusive com um, digital comics line with these uh, with DC. Okay. Yeah, they're also Jumping, they also joined the bandwagon with DC making digital exclusive comic books. Yeah, because DC started because it's pandemic, and now yeah. Marvel has seen how successful DC has been going. Because there was an article reported that DC's readership went thirty went up thirty five percent in digital. Oh wow! So <laughs> I guess yeah, Marvel I think. Go ahead. I think we talked about a little bit about it last week. Yeah. The last episode. I think digital is definitely the way to go. They can, they'll just make more money off it, which means they'll be able to keep making these comic books for longer. Yeah. So I think that's good. And any, I, I still feel like even in exclusive lines, if there's like a book that everyone sort of loves that and is really popular, they'll they'll make a hard copy of it anyway, eventually. Yeah. For people to get. But well, people have been complaining because Marvel started selling combo, digital combo exclusively. And people are getting pissed because the series that only have a few issues left to end are only going oh. to be digital exclusive and not print. And people just wanted to get those last remaining yeah, issues okay. print. <laughs> you know, they're going to yeah, put them in print and, and trade paper back. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be frustrating. I feel I get that. <laughs> well, I guess they yeah. move on to digital. Yeah, there's a, only a few titles. There's only digital only, like, like, at, like on Wednesday, Wednesday, May 13, they had Ant Man number four, Avengers Wasteland number four, Ghost Fire number nine, and Ravencroft number four. And the May 20th, they had 2020 Ironheart number one, Marvel Spider-Man Black Cat Strikes, Strikes Again number four, and Hawkeye Freefall number five, and Star number four. So yeah, that's what they had so far. But yeah, they said they're going to start okay. selling, I mean, start selling the the digital comic books for like comic books that only has like maybe two or three issues remaining. Like the ones that were canceled or ending, they they only giving the they only gonna sell them digitally. Yeah, and they'll release them on print for as a collections. I mean, like in trade paperback. And Marvel already not Marvel DC already announced that they have a a DC the DC's title that zombie series that they were making that I spoke about earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it's called DC's. I already read it. I have to check what it's called. It's called 
Hope at World's End. It's a, it's a digital first title, which is pretty much like the other digital type digital ties they had before, like the Batman Avengers continue and the Teen Titans go go to camp. Yeah, that's pretty much it about the digital titles. Okay. Yeah, I think I can see what people mean by it. it would it definitely would have been nice to finish off what they've got in hard copy. Yeah. So I think maybe they should finish those hard copy runs and then move, but yeah, I don't know. It's I I, I do think the move to digital for the, for those companies for Marvel and DC themselves is a good idea. Yeah. It'll help them out. Comic book stores will take a hit from this though. Definitely. Yeah, they will definitely take a hit. <laughs> Sadly. It's just I think Marvel and DC are just getting impatient and just Yeah. I just decided just to sell the the comic books already. And there's also been a, a lot of DC um comic books as Announced that is getting cancelled or ending. Okay. And one of them is Supergirl. Is ending with issue 42. Okay. And they're only going to sell those issues digitally as well. Exclusively. The last remaining issues. And are these being... These are being cancelled early, yeah? Yeah, they're being cancelled. Well, Supergirl has yeah. been announced... I mean, the, okay. the comic book series was con- announced to be cancelled earlier. And they just made the announcement again so people can... I mean, we followed up on it. Because people were wondering if those comic books are going to be sold exclusive to digital or or print. And they made the announcement that it's going to be sold digitally exclusively. Harley Quinn is also ending with issue number 75. And... They also said that this is not going to be the total end for Harley Quinn's um, comic series. She's they're going to relaunch it with a new writer. But they haven't made the announcement yet. So, yeah, they're going to also end Harley Quinn. But I don't know if they're going to... Because they didn't make any announcement whether this will be... The last remaining issues will be print exclusive. I mean, not print exclusive. Digital exclusive because... I mean, I don't know if they are because this one is a big title and it's just... Yeah. I'm not sure they want to make a lot of money with issue number 75. I'll see. I was kind of... I'm kind of disappointed that Supergirl is going to end because I was liking that series. Marco Dranko was doing a good job on that one. But I can see probably why it got canceled because it was tying into way too many events and towards the the last few issues. And I think people don't like that when a series starts tying into main events. Yeah, and the Harley Quinn series I wasn't liking when Sam Humphreys joined in. He was, yeah, I think he pretty much killed the title. I think that's why he's ending at 75 because his writing wasn't good. The only storyline I liked was was kind of touching when Harley Quinn's brother was dying of cancer. So that was an interesting one, but that's about it. The like this because they had like two. They had a story about about I think. Harley Quinn becoming the master of fate, something like that, like Doctor Fate kind of like character, but she loses, and it's just it was kind of boring. And also, the Terrific Star is another title that's ending, getting canceled. Okay. And this series also fell off because they have put a new writer, Jean Lu Yang, 
which is one of the guys that write the Avatar comic books, and he wrote New Superman as well. And another title called Superman versus, I mean, Smashes the Clan, which is about the Superman fighting the KKK. That was pretty interesting. I liked that one, but I just didn't like the way he wrote the, the terrifics. He really didn't do the characters well, and yeah, the characters fighting Bizarro was ugh. I didn't like that because Bizarro was pretty much a good guy. He just turned him into a bad guy, and this didn't fit right with me. Yes, ending the terrifics is ending with issue number thirty, and this one they they made an announcement that's going to be sold only digitally. For issues 20, 28, 29, and 30. 27 okay. will be the last print issue. Yeah. So, yeah. That's about it for that one. So, yeah. Apparently, Joshua Williamson is leaving leaving the Flash comic. They finally got to change the writer for that one. Okay. Yeah. What's the uh, general consensus on him? Well, the tale, the set... The uh, the titles is is not selling anymore as well as he used to. Okay. So they changed the writer when every time our sales go down. So like it's enough. Like the the series is still selling, but nine is is he they're willing to you know change the writer just to keep it going. It's not like they had to cancel it like other titles. So. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's leaving. He's not going to write Flash anymore. He's going to write one last storyline called The Finish Line. Okay. And it'll run from Flash number 759 to 762. Cuz they they put the they put the total number of Flash um titles back again. You know how they put the big numbers again. Yeah, they started doing that cuz I think they're trying to count down to Flash 1000, which would take a couple of years, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know why they started with the hundreds now, but it's, it's fine, I guess. So, yeah, this will be his last storyline, which, which will be four issues. And it has to do, deal with Barry going against the Legion of Zoom, which I don't know what the hell is that supposed to be about. And he's gonna against he's gonna stop try to stop reverse flash as well. So I'll see how that turns out. It's a pretty interesting storyline because it sees that flat reverse flash takes over Barry Allen's body and yeah, he says I guess wrecking okay. havoc I guess. So I just I don't know I had mixed feelings about jo- Joshua Williams' son's run. Like sometimes it would be good and then sometimes it would be bad again. It'll keep flopping, keep going back and forth with what is good and bad. And it was not good yeah. consistently. That's what I didn't like about it. And I didn't like the way he wrote the rogues because the rogues were like pure evil in that series. And that's just not how they are. They just like to steal. They're not really about killing anyone. And yeah, it's kind of weird that he made them that way. Hmm. Yeah, but everything, uh, all the other storylines were pretty interesting. Besides that, every time we d- deal with the rogues, I didn't like the writing there. And the funny thing is that he's the longest. Him and Rob, I uh, not not Rob. Uh, him and uh, Scott Liddell was the longest running writers with the 
like the comic book series because Joshua Williams got to write for is got to write the Flash for a hundred issues, which is a pretty good run for himself. No one, no one actually lasts that long in the in a run between Rebirth. Besides him, so yeah, it's pretty good that he's lasting that long. So I just hope the new writer is actually pretty much better than Joshua Williamson. I like, I like. Brian Bucciolato much better than Joshua Williamson. Yeah. Which is a writer that was before, well, not before this one, because before this one was Van, Van Jensen, which he had a short run, but the one before that one, that one was much, that writer was much better. So yeah, I just hope this one, we, the next writer will actually be pretty good. They haven't announced who's a new writer, so I guess I'll just wait and see that one. Okay, so. This one with the CW is pretty much a lot of news been on with CW. It's like a little bit too much. Because <laughs> they announced that the, the Arrowverse shows are coming back in January. Okay. Yeah. And they could have Superman and Lois TV show as well on January. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's sure. going to have, have 14 episodes, apparently. And it's going to start airing in January. Because I think they did start filming when it last, when it got picked up. And they, yeah. I think they had stopped because of the coronavirus thing. So I guess they were okay. trying to continue. And this is with the same Superman from Supergirl? Yeah, it is the same Superman yep. from Supergirl. Yeah, and the same Lois Lane as well. Okay. Yeah, and... This time he's gonna have two sons. I don't know why, but he's have <laughs> okay. two kids. <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna work out. Because in the Christ of the Infinite Errors, he only had one son, and I don't know if since the universe got rebooted, now he probably has two sons. So I don't know if they could explain that or not. So I'll see how that happens. So yeah, they said that. Uh, Batwoman, Flash, Black Lightning, Superman, and Lois will return in January. While Supergirl and Legends Tomorrow won't return until mid-season. I think because the thing is, is, the actress who plays Supergirl, she's pregnant. So I guess they're giving her time to sit out and wait for the baby to come out. And then I guess start airing in mid-season. I know she had to wrong to I mean the bad time to have a baby it happened yeah because she she got a she got pregnant before the coronavirus thing and now she has to deal with having a you know being pregnant this time so yeah they still haven't made a decision on whether to pick up the green arrow in the canary series is still up in the air they said that they're trying okay. to figure out how they can fit in this into the schedule of this coronavirus pandemic, if they have time to film it or whatever, so they just they haven't made a decision yet. So another thing is that they announced that they could have a smaller crossover, which only they only got a cro- uh, a crossover with Superman and Lois and Batwoman are gonna have crossover. It's only gonna be those two sh- those two shows that are gonna have a crossover. Okay. Which should be scheduled sometime in 2021. 
It's going to be a two-part event with the, those two shows. I'm wondering if in that crossover, they're going to show Batman in that crossover. Because they were yeah, in the end of Batwoman season one. I didn't get to see it yet, but I've heard that they they actually left the, they 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 showed Bruce Wayne and they already had casted him. But he wasn't Batman in the season finale of, of Batwoman. So okay. uh, I had to check I had to get catch up on Batwoman. Even though I don't like this show, I, I try to watch it. <laughs> it's just that I get real lazy with something I really don't enjoy, so I'm only three episodes behind, so hopefully I'll catch up on it and see what happens. I do want to see Bruce Wayne. That's the only thing I am looking forward to. Because they casted William Christie as as Bruce Wayne, which is... He's from Alphas, which I do remember that show. I'm familiar with that car- actor. Let me see what else he's been on. Yeah. Oh, it's Warren Christie, actually. Warren Christie. Not William... Yeah, he was in he was in Alphas and he played I liked his acting in there, so I'm looking forward to see what he does with Bruce Wayne. Cause they also casted him to be in season two. But they didn't say anything about him being the Batwoman Superman crossover. So I'm not sure they're setting that up. But I'll see they will. It'd be pretty okay. it'd be pretty interesting to start introducing Batman. Yeah. And I don't know, I should just talk about the news that this is a really surprising news that everybody's been talking about that came out last week about Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman. Yeah. He's <laughs> the elephant in the room. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna deal with this now that you know. Did she did she ever give a reason for leaving? Because I don't think I ever saw that. She did, but it was kinda like still not a full reason why she left. Okay. It's still like very vague. And yeah, because it said that, which I do have the report, it says that, uh, uh let me see, ah, damn it, I don't know where's the, because she said there was a bit of a breakup that she decided to leave, and she made a very difficult decision not to return to Batwoman next season. She said this, okay. this decision was not made lightly, as I have made the, made the all, have the all, utmost respect for the cast, crew, and everyone involved with the show, and Bant. And both Vancouver and Los Angeles. Hmm. And she felt like she wasn't happy with the long hours involved. She said doing the network was one of the most hardest acting jobs and that everyone was well equipped to handle intensity with long hours involved. Okay. So, yeah. She was she felt like she wasn't a good fit with for the show. So she decided to tell the studios that she doesn't want she wants to part ways with the show. And she says she appreciates everyone that works on the show for giving us a giving us incredible opportunity. So yeah, she's she says that she thanked them for always believing in her, and they thank you to everyone who made season one a success. She's truly grateful. Hmm. And according to Variety, I don't know. They said that her according. They said that they don't know. They don't say what the source is. But they said that a source familiar with the situation says that Rose's decision had nothing to do with her health injury. But in her Instagram post, Rose mentions about her men- that she has had a lot of m- mental health issues in the past. 
back in October and she struggled with mental health her entire life. She said she also have she also said she had attempted suicide many times and has been in hospital at different times in her life. So I'm not sure I actually believe that the uh, the injury was not was I believe it was the reason why she left. I don't believe that this had nothing to do with her injury. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it probably almost definitely was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just think that she's just trying to keep it civil or respectful to yeah. CW and not want to cause any trouble. So she yeah. kept that outside of it. But if she's bringing about her mental health, I think that injury would cause her to have mental health about working long hours because yeah. to me i don't i think if i was in that well, situation, any tv show is gonna be long hours yeah so <laughs> she'd have to expect that i just think that it that no show is risk worth risking your life for so i yeah i I'm, i think she just it had to deal with her injury that she had way back then where she got yeah. when she almost got paralyzed is that what made me want to quit a show as well? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that is, that's definitely it. Yeah, and I remember one of the stunt women for that show actually got injured as well, and I think that also made her made her even make the decision even more to decide to leave. Cause I remember, yeah, because I remember there was an announcement that. That stunt woman had also got paralyzed on set. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the injury that caused her to make the decision. Which is pretty bad for CW because they have to get and be on top of that and not let any injuries happen again. I just hope they be on top of it next year and not let it happen again. And I don't know who should be Batwoman this time around because I actually did like Ruby Rose as Batwoman. I think she nailed the character. Despite yep. his bad writing, <laughs> I yeah. think she did great in the acting for that show, and she really she did better than most of the character, most of the actors in that show. And she did; she was doing a pretty good job with the character. For me, yeah, yeah. it'll be it'll be hard to uh, replace. There's a few actresses throwing their names in the ring, though. Yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely. Uh, See. I know Stephanie Beatrix, I think her name is. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine. Which I think she could pull it off. It's just that the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine is still going. Yeah. And I don't know if she can do both shows at the same time. Yeah, doing two shows would be insane. Yeah. And the CW shows, they I think if long hours is the reason why Ruby Rose left, imagine her working those long hours. I'm not sure she can do it. <laughs> yeah, With two shows. It's like yeah, that's exactly double. <laughs> but yeah, a few, a few. Um, actually, even uh, I noticed a wrestling star had also spoke up to that she wants to be Batwoman as well. Yep, I saw that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think we'll we'll have to wait and see. I um. Yeah, I don't know who could honestly be Batwoman as of yet. Yeah, I don't I don't have anyone particularly in mind who who'd be good for it, so I'm I'm interested to see who they who they pick. Yeah. Yeah, it's the wrestling star was Sony Deville. 
That's her. Sonia Deville is her name. She wants okay. to. She's thinks that she could be Batwoman. Yeah, which I don't know anything. I haven't watched wrestling in years, so I don't know where's her acting skills. Because I know there's acting in wrestling. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know if she's what her acting skills are like. So I can't say anything about that. So yeah, that's about it for that news. Next news is that they also announced for Superman and Lois. They had also casted Lana Lang's daughter. Okay. Yeah, she's also they also they casted that character, uh trying to look for the news. Trying to post what used ones that already did. Alright, got it. They casted Andy Navarrete as as Lana Lang's daughter. Apparently the daughter's name would be Sarah Crushing. She's a new character. She's not from the comic books. Okay. That is true because I've been reading comic books that never know never saw that Lana Lang had any daughter whatsoever. <laughs> so yeah. And apparently she's going to be friends with, with the two sons that Superman Lois have, which is Jonathan and Jordan Kent. Yeah. So yeah, she's going to be, I guess, one of their friends. Okay. I don't know what age they're going to be, the two sons, because before Christ the Infinite Earth, they were just, I mean, they just had a baby, one baby boy. So I don't yeah. know if the re, when the universe rebooted, they had two children who were probably teenagers. I don't know. I'll see how that works out. So they're probably in like junior high school or high school. I don't know. I'll see how that works out. I don't know this actress. Can't really say anything about her. She's in 13 Reasons Why. I never saw that show. No people keep talking about that one. I haven't got a chance to see it. That's pretty much she hasn't been in much things. So that's about it. Next news is that Phantom Stranger is also going to be in Superman and Lois, which is pretty interesting. Okay. Yeah, which I'm, I'm, I will, I am looking forward to that to that one. And they casted Will Parks. He's from he's in Vampire Diaries. Okay, can't say I'm too familiar with that show. There's <laughs> <laughs> another CW show that was there, but it's not there anymore. Is yeah, it ended a long time ago. <laughs> See, so yeah, it's a apparently it's a black actress, I mean, not actress, actor. Yeah, it's a okay. black act. Yeah, so because so, the character in the comic books is a white guy, so it's interesting yeah. that they decided for the character in Superman Lois to be a black character. So I'll see how that works out. Which they have been doing a lot in the CW shows. They, yeah, they race swap or sex swap characters. Like yeah, they, like in the Flash, recently they had made Mirror Master into a woman. They made they made a female version. Yeah, TV show, and I like that version. It was pretty good. It was well handled. I like. Yeah, I, I think I don't think it's ne- it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. As long as I do it well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind race changes or sex changes. No. When it's for a TV show, I don't mind. Or a movie, I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know I don't know much about this actor either. I never watched the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> never yeah, no. 
I think I watched like 30 seconds of an episode when my stepmom had it on once or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's as much as I know. Oh, so you are somewhat familiar with this show. <laughs> I know that it exists. And that's about it. <laughs> oh, because they made a lot of spin-offs of that show. It was Wiley Potter. Oh, okay. And they still have one of the spin-offs around. It's called The Legacies. Oh, okay. I never saw it. Yeah. They're no. still making spin-offs of it. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how long they could keep the spin-offs going because the main show is ended a long time ago and they keep making spin-offs for it. I don't know why. I think some people have some interest in it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I see how that works out to have fans of Stranger and, and Superman Lois. Yeah. It's just weird because fans of Stranger, he has interacted with Superman, but not that often. So, it's kind of weird that they... Yeah. They it feels him. like... Um, yeah. I think it's interesting that they're going to... It, it seems like they're going to take it in just a weird direction. Yeah. Which... Say that again. Um, it seems like they're going to be taking it in a weird sort of direction, um, different that we haven't really seen. So I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, I'll see how that works out. And he has interacted with Superman sometimes, and not that often. I'm yeah. surprised he just chose that that character to appear in the Superman show. So I see how that works out. Another news for CW is that Swamp Thing season one is coming to CW. Yeah, CW picked up the rights to air the show, and they want to air with as like with Star Girl. Star Girl already started airing, so they want to also air Swamp Thing. So they require the rights to have to air Swamp Thing, and there has been talks about that the president of of CW, Mark Perlowitz, Perlowitz. They had spoke. They had spoken to him that he said that he's not ruling out the possibility of season two. That he thinks that if okay. if the show does well in the CW, that he will actually do a he will actually pick up the rights to do a season two a Swamp Thing, which that's I, good. I hope it, it happens. Because <laughs> the well, the first like the first half of season one came out right and. People said it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. I watched it and I really enjoyed yeah. it. And I was kind of disappointed it got, they canceled it. Like, as soon as the first episode aired, it just got canceled. Yeah. And there was never a, a full story of why it was canceled. Like, they did say it was, I mean, it was like reports, like rumor reports of it being canceled, but they, they were never confirmed still to this day about. Right. If those were the actual reasons why it was canceled. There's a lot of times they were saying, oh, because uh, North Carolina, they had problems with North, the North Carolina yeah. being in charge of filming in there, and they got some screwed out of the budget, and they couldn't afford it. It was, it was, a, it was a number of things. And yeah. It was, it was never confirmed why, why it was canceled. It's good that it's getting another chance. Yeah. It's good Sorry. to get another chance, and I hope, I hope CW people watch it on CW. Even though they said that the episodes might be a little bit edited because the rate the the C, the DC Universe shows are 
kind of have an R-rated kind of feel. So yeah. They might edit those scenes out. Yeah. Because it was kind of gory. <laughs> yeah. Surprising enough. And and the only problem with CW is that if they do end up picking it up, I know the budget is going to be a little bit down. It's not going to be good as DC Universe, but yeah. I think it'll be manageable, I think. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, and I would like to see him crossover with Constantine and since he's on the yeah. Legends of Tomorrow. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. And I remember they did have plans for for them to be crossover in Crisis of Infinite Earths, but they had to cut it. They had to cut it out of the script because they couldn't do it. So Yeah. It would have been interesting. It would be interesting they could do it in the future if this gets picked up. So I'd like to see that. And it had a good ten episode run. I they did a good job trying to they did leave a cliffhanger at the end of the season finale of I mean of Swamp Thing. But yeah, yeah. it was it was still a cliffhanger. It left me kinda of disappointed that I never could see, see the continuation of it. But I hope this second chance will actually bring up a second season. Yeah. Yeah, because they said the show was meant to have three seasons in place, but it got canceled. So hopefully, if they have plot lines for two more seasons, I hope it happens. And they can, if they have problems with filming North Carolina, they can film in Louisiana or Florida. Yes. It's just funny because they said the show is supposed to take place. In Louisiana, even though they did film in North Carolina, so okay. they should try if they're gonna get a season two, they should try like maybe film in Louisiana or Florida because Florida does have a lot of swamp land, so they could try to film it there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's see how that works out. Okay, that's it for the CW news. I know that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot going on. <laughs> Yo, with CW, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so the next news is Maestro's origin issue, origin series is coming out. Okay. Yeah, I've heard, I saw this in the Marvel's list. It's, it's going to have a five-issue miniseries explaining his origin and how he came to be a character. Like, this the whole the this character is like from an alternate universe. Where in the alternate future where Bruce Banner becomes a villain and he becomes a maestro. And he's had a yeah. number of appearances in the 616 universe with uh, 20, the 2099 characters. And he's had a number of crossovers. I do like this character. He's pretty interesting. And I'm glad we got you know, finally see his origin story. Because I do want to see how the Bruce Pan will come this evil man here in the alternate future. I did like yeah. his storyline with fighting old man Logan. That was a pretty good storyline. Yeah. So, yeah, he fights in the okay. new old man Logan series that like, I came out last year. He was the main villain for that. And it was pretty yeah. good. And they said that Peter David is going to be one of the writers to write the series, and the artist will be Dale Cano. 
no, the writers will be Peter David Dale Canone, and the artist will be German Peralta. So yeah, okay. I'm I do like Peter David when he, when he wrote the Hulk. He's written the best Hulk for me, at yeah. Least. And I'm okay. I'm happy to be writing the series for this one. So yeah, I'll see how this turns out when it comes out in August. Okay, that'll be interesting. Yeah. So the next one is Dark Dark Knight's Metal Expands. He's going to run for seven issues, which is Scott, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's next event. Going to start launching in June 24th. Okay. It's supposed to be six issues, but they expanded to one more issue. So I am looking forward to this because I did like the last Dark Knight's Metal. It was pretty good. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. They also have two tie-in issues. It's like, com- like they call it companion specials. It's called Death Metal Guidebook, and the next one is the other one is called Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knights. Number one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be two tie-ins with it. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty interesting. I just, I just hope they come with another rock album because. When the, the 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 previous series came out last like last summer, they had like a rock CD filled with different rock bands okay. making their own music for the comic book, and I thought that was a cool idea. And I went, yeah, that's cool as. <laughs> and they had good music there, and I want I wouldn't mind that they make another one. It'll be interesting, and cool. Yeah, because they actually fit with the comic book, and they did a pretty good job. Yeah. So I hope they do it again. There hasn't been no announcement on that, so I'm not sure they are going to do it again. I hope they do. Apparently, uh, there's been a news report. I'm not sure if this is true, but apparently Robert Patterson has been ref- saying that he refuses to work out. Yeah. <laughs> I, is- um, I've heard a few, a couple of different versions of this. Yeah, it's been a um, couple of different versions. That's why I'm not sure to believe yeah, it. I- I think the one that sounds the most likely to me is just like he's been a bit lazy during quarantine. Yeah. I think. And he's like following the meal plan, but just because it's been in quarantine, he just hasn't been working out as much. Yeah. But I mean, you know, surely he's not refusing to work out at all, you know. You think so? I th- because he's the- I, feel, I feel like the studio will make him, you know. Oh. <laughs> Like, like, surely. Because, I mean, I wouldn't put it past it. I'm not, I don't know. I feel like if he doesn't comply, I think DC will... Warner Brothers will actually try to find a way to replace him. So yeah. He has to try to be careful with that. But Yeah. <laughs> I think so. But yeah. Like, I can't imagine he'd be able to just... Like, if Warner Brothers asked him to do it and he just refused, like, you know. Yeah. That'd be bad news for him. Because I've heard that the, he's been luring his workout trainer and... Okay. I've heard about that. I mean, even if he just has a workout trainer, he must be doing it to some capacity. Yeah. Because a lot of people say that... Because that, it was in a GQ magazine that he told. He told that he hasn't been exercising at all and quarantining. Okay. He thinks that if you're working out all the time, you're part of the problem. 
that such, setting is such a precedent for uh, other actors to do superhero characters. I mean, I don't know. I don't like the look. Concept. If I if I was an actor getting paid millions of dollars to go to the gym and be in a movie, I'd happily do that. Yes, <laughs> I would happily do it too. <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't see a single problem with that. <laughs> And I don't think if he's saying comes like that, I don't think he understands that the reason why actors work out for these roles because they are doing stunts. And sometimes yeah, that's you, true. you need a certain body to order to handle those stunts. Yeah. Because even like look what happened with Bat the Ruby Rose for Batwoman. She got into yeah. injuries and she was getting fit for the role but you see she was even struggling with her normal with her regular body weight and imagine him he could probably start struggling if he doesn't work out either yeah so, that's true and he says that no one was doing this in the 70s and i don't know why he brings up james dean because james dean was never a superhero so that doesn't count <laughs> yeah yeah because that's true james dean played like drama it's also roles. not like people in the 70s were exactly the pinnacle of health <laughs> <laughs> you know that's who and because so, i remember reading an article saying that oh it's okay for him to not work out because because george clooney and val kimmer didn't do it when batman came around and it's just like well those yeah. movies they didn't do intense action like they're doing in these movies now Cause, exactly because <laughs> batman forever and batman and robin was like more of like mm-hmm. a batman 66 kind of feel yeah that were that were that were, were, were kind of kids movies yeah they didn't really way. give a shit a about goofy the, and... yeah they didn't yeah. Really give a shit about the action in those movies they weren't really concentrating yeah. on the working out so well and the only times there was action they were in the full suits and there was probably stunt doubles i doubt the actors ever did anything yeah this time is you i don't think you realize times have changed <laughs> yeah Things are not the same as they were back then. I think, uh, I don't know. I th- yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he's been a bit silly. I don't agree with him, but I'm still excited to see him be Batman. I like Robert Pattinson. I really um, don't like Robert Pattinson as an actor. But, oh, um, really? <laughs> I didn't like, I only seen him in Twilight, so I can't judge that one. Okay, way. yeah. And seen, I've seen a few of his other movies since then. Um, um, and I, I like him a lot. I think he's good. Okay. I, um, I think he could do a good Batman, but I mean, yeah, this is a bit silly. I I just hope there's some people saying that he's just joking. I I hope he is just joking. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like the things he, he said already. He is a weird guy, so you can't. You probably can't tell if he's joking or not. <laughs> Yeah, because some people were saying, oh, it's just a British humor. And it's just like... Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I had to see to believe it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, he's done it before. And they don't even say where he's done it before. They just say he's done it before. Yeah. And I'm not sure because people lie. Or people just make up stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll see how this works out. I just... I just hope he does decide to work out or something. Because I would like to see a somewhat... He doesn't have to be ripped like Ben Affleck, but at least toned up. No. Yeah. 
So, yeah. I, just I mean, even sad. even if there's no, like, shirtless scenes or whatever, just, you know, with all these Batman stunts and you know there's going to be, like, riding bikes and, yeah, and, I don't know, grappling hooks and whatever, it's like, you know, be yeah. strong enough to be able to do what you need to do, you know? Yeah, and, that's what I'm hoping for. And have it look realistic as 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 if Batman could do that, you know? Yeah. He might, I, okay. I just, I, when I heard he was going to be Batman, I didn't look forward to it. So, I just hope he can wow me. Like, because I didn't, I was expecting Ben Affleck to do a good Batman. He did for me. Yeah, I'm the same. So, I do have hopes for him. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll see how that works. I'll see what happens in the future of this movie. So, the next news is New Mutants got rescheduled. Again. Again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it got rescheduled to August 28th, 2020. Okay. Which I don't know why they decided to pick that date. Because I don't know if movie this will be open by August, in, especially in the in US. But yeah. I don't know. Because I know China is very started opening theaters, but. Here in the U.S., they haven't opened any theaters as of yet. Yeah, we we haven't even opened any here yet. I think I don't think we will for like another month. Yeah, so I don't know if they make it in time for August, but I'll see what happens. And I don't know if anybody's gonna go to the theaters to see New Mutants. In yeah, August. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they might as well push this to because. They pushed Black Widow to November, so I think they could have done that for this movie. Yeah, I think I think they might have to, especially for a US release, because uh, yeah, I think I think you're right with with how things are going over there. I don't think anyone's going to want to go to the theaters. Yeah, and I don't know unless they don't really give a shit about this movie and they just wanted to <laughs> yeah. let it in the theaters already. Like, ugh, we're tired of delaying this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's th- this movie was meant to come out like three years ago or something. I know they should just put it like on something crazy. They should just put it on Hulu or Disney Plus. That's it. Just yeah, put it there and put it on Disney Plus so I can watch it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I remember Hulu is not in Australia. No, nah. <laughs> it should be. God damn it! It's been around for years. Yeah. I don't know how. Maybe now that it's owned by Disney, it'll come out over there. Eventually. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Especially since Hulu is supposed to be the rated R for Disney. Because they said they want to put their their rated R TV shows and mm-hmm. movies on Hulu okay. and keep Disney PG-13. Right. That's what they want to do, apparently. So they're trying to keep it separate. They might as well just do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would rather they just have one streaming service. Why Why have two of your own? I have no idea. That's a little bit. <laughs> I guess because you know, they said that Disney has a different brand, so they want to try to keep it separate. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's I th- stupid. I think that's code for we want more money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. The next news is Sweet Tooth is going to be on Netflix. 
which is okay. another comic book series. It's from Jeff Mamir. It was some it was a vertical comic book. Which I never I never read this comic book, but I heard about it. Yeah. And apparently because he said that Robert Downey Jr. is I guess producing the show. I don't know. Which is okay. kind of a weird choice that for it to happen. I'm not sure if he's gonna be in the show, which would be interesting. <laughs> but they said that he did he is part he has some type of he's involved in some into some in some kind of way. So yeah, it says Robert Downey Jr. produce is producing Sweet Tooth, so he's putting money into it. Okay. So they said the they have the co-creator Jim Mickahill writing and directing the show, and it was supposed to be on Hulu, but they decided to put it on Netflix. I mean, they decided I guess Hulu didn't want it, so they moved it to Netflix, and Netflix yeah. wanted it. So okay. They said the story is that Sweet Tooth tells the story of Gus, a young human deer hybrid who navigates the perils of the post apocalyptic world. Uh, said it best up, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, they did cast some people for the show. They said that they have Christ- Christian Conry, who played Gus, the lead character. James Brolin is gonna be the narrator. Okay. Um, they also gonna have Will Forte, Naso Alonzi. I don't know who that is, and LD Axar, which is all. I know Will Forte from Last yeah. Day on Earth. He was yeah. good in that show, so I'm looking forward to see him there. So I w- I'm gonna check this out when it comes out. Because Jeff Lemire is one of my favorite comic writers, and I would like okay. to see this adaptation that he's part of. And maybe I'll check out the comic books like they did, like I'm doing with the boys. So yeah, I'll see how it works out. And it would be interesting if Robert Downey Jr. actually appears on the TV show. It'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, true. I would like that. What else? I'm trying to see. Who the actors are apparently Christian Conway Conway's kid actor, so I don't know because I the the one I saw the unless they're gonna have the character be a kid to an adult, I think in this show because I remember seeing the character in the comic books and he doesn't look like a kid, so I don't know how that's gonna work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the kid is only six years old, so he's an actor. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll see how that works out. Yeah, I don't know anybody else. I know James Brolin, yeah. Yeah. This would be weird seems a narrator. I'll see how that works out. And then until asks her, I don't know the actor either. So, yeah, I, I'm to see how this show works out. I'm looking forward to it. I wonder if soon the series comes out, if DC Rashi have like any things to go along alongside with this but they said that Jeff Lemire he has announced that he is gonna make uh he has pl- he has there's no specific details but he does have plans to bring back Sweet okay. Tooth, Sweet Tooth. Yeah. he announced a comic called Sweet Tooth The Return which so I guess he's gonna have a comic book series that, to coincide with the 
the TV series when it comes out. So let's see how that works out. So yeah, there's one more news I'm going to talk about. I didn't add this little outline, but this is the okay. big news I guess we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Zack Snyder announced that Just League Snyder's Cut is coming out to HBO Max. Yep. Which I am glad this is finally happening. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's uh, oh no, I didn't think it was gonna happen, but Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was gonna happen either and I'm I'm glad they finally announced it. I, for the longest time, I didn't believe that this was real. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I I think it's amazing that that Warner Brothers have agreed to put more money into this movie to finish it off and yeah, and release it on streaming because I I don't think this would have happened without streaming. Yeah, I think that's why they said that it was that this type of movie. It fit perfectly for streaming, so yeah. They said, "What new?" Because it says that his wife in one of the articles said that with this new platform and streaming service, you can have something like this. You can, yeah, you can't release something like this theatrically, but you can with a streaming service, and it's an opportunity that wasn't there two years ago. To be honest, that's what yeah. his wife said, Deborah Snyder. Because I've heard in the not news article that they're planning it to be a documentary style movie. Okay. And it's going to be four hours long. Because I, I imagine it was going to be a documentary style kind of like movie because they don't have all of they don't have a, all those scenes filmed. And I, yeah. I think it would be in, in a way like he explains how what goes where in the order of the movie and maybe discuss okay. about certain scenes that is supposed to happen at this particular point, something like that. I think he's going to explain it. I, I think, I think they might just have to edit around the scenes that they didn't film because the way they're marketing it and the way they're talking about it is like, it's the actual cut. They, yeah, they're not saying it's a, they're, they're they're not saying too much that it's a documentary on the oh on the movie. Like I feel like if it is, they should probably start saying that more. I think because oh, okay. I feel like that they're, they're kind of talking about it at the minute as if it's oh. the Snyder cut, and they're going to be releasing it and finishing it off and everything. I'll see how that works out because I it did in the article it does say I always thought it was a thing in in twenty years. And maybe somebody would do a documentary and then lend them the footage. Yeah. And do little snippets of the cut that no one's ever seen. So, I don't know. I'll mm. see how this works out. Because I wonder how would they film the remaining parts. Like, are they going to get all the actors to fill in? Well, I think what I heard was that Zack Snyder asked to do reshoots for it and finish off it. But they, I think Warner Brothers told him no to the reshoots, but they've given him money to finish off special effects and do any CGI scenes that he needed to. Oh, that would be interesting to do a, like, a CGI kind of like animated parts to the movie. Yeah. Like that. Like maybe do like some 3D animation with it. You know, that would cost more money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, w- I am looking forward to this and want to see it. 
achievable. Yeah, I am. Um, I hope it's actually good too, because if if after all this and it eventually comes out and it's just as bad or worse as the movie we got, I think people are not going to be happy. <laughs> but I don't know because people. I don't really don't understand people because it gets me confused. I because I like the DC movies, but I really don't understand how people can hate Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, and then yeah. all of a sudden, I mean, they hate it because because of Zack Snyder working on these movies, and then yeah. all of a sudden, just because someone else decides to do Justice League, all of a sudden they got mad because Zack Snyder's version wasn't in the movie. And it's just yeah. like, didn't you hate Zack Snyder? Yeah. <laughs> What's this contradiction? Going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for this though. I think it would be good. Just it, it, it's it's basically just going to be an, a new Justice League movie. Yeah. So even if it's kind of average i'm excited i'm excited to see an, an another version of this yeah i feel like probably feel like a justice league 2 hopefully yeah yeah so yeah i think uh i'm excited i think i I saw something that said zack snyder claimed 75 percent of it will be unseen footage okay which i think will be interesting yeah this will definitely make people get hbo max this is yeah absolutely yeah. You know, it's $15 a month. It's like, oof. Yeah, that's a lot. And I'm not sure I is... get it yet. <laughs> no, I think I think that's one I would get the free trial, <laughs> watch this, and then and then cancel. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, $15. Because that's like $20 here as well. Oh. In Australia. That's crazy. Yeah. So... It's like if it's above ten dollars, it's like you you're joking. That's way too much. Because <laughs> because when, when you got to consider, there's like ten different streaming services you gotta have now. Yeah, I know it's too much. It's good enough that I'm actually me and my friends are actually trying. We decide to share streaming services because yeah, it's getting way too much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to go about it. I see a lot of people do like. They'll subscribe to like one or two of them for a month, and then yeah. swap over to a different ones for the next month, and do that sort of thing. Yeah, I think I might start doing that because there's been times that that me and my boyfriend not using Hulu for like yeah. a couple of months. Yeah, and it's just like no, there's no point of paying it for these. T- yeah, for a certain amount of months. And there's always torrents there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they go too expensive, the people are just going to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah. Let's see how they go. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this, though. I think. Yeah. It's good to at least give Zack Snyder a chance to show what he originally wanted to make. Yeah. Or something close to. Yeah, I agree as well. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for the comic book news. Okay. So, yeah, the next one is uh, I'm going to discuss, I'm going to talk about Bloodshot, the, the movie that came out, like, in March. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw it in digital. Yeah. Okay. 
my boyfriend got it because we was going to see the movie in the theaters, but then everything started shutting down, so we didn't get a chance to. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. It was it was a good movie. I, w- I would give it, like, 7.5. It was the average good movie. Uh-huh. Good action movie. It wasn't, like... Yeah, like a phenomenal movie. Like, oh my god, the greatest thing ever! But it was, it was a bit it's good. It's good popcorn movie. Yeah, it's a good popcorn movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I actually enjoyed it. I was expecting it to be an action movie. I don't know why a lot of people didn't expect it to be an action movie because it's Bloodshot. He's more of a. When I read his comic books, a lot of them were action feel. Yeah. And to me, he's just basically like. He's just like a Punisher character with regeneration. Yeah. That's all he basically is. So, because he is from the military, just like Punisher. And yeah. He gets he gets into experiment with with nanites, nanites, and apparently they just regenerate his body every time he gets damaged. So he's like a supercomputer human thing. So. Vin Diesel did a good job as the character. I imagine he would. I really did like the acting for that character. And it was an interesting storyline. I did like that they involved these type of characters that he was working with. Like, cause it did remind me of a certain storyline they did have in the comic books with Bloodshot. He was In the comic books, he was seen a book with a group of characters called the Hard Corpse. Okay. And they were like team where they have like power upgrades. Like they had, they like to take the DNA of the Harbingers because uh, in that universe, uh, they have a group of characters that's like mutants, like kid characters, like humans born with powers, kind of thing. Yeah. And the Hardcores were like uh, characters that would take. Like DNA of those ca- of the Harbinger characters, of some random Harbinger characters that take their DNA and in- inject it in them, and they will have like they will have the powers for like a day. They will have different powers every every issue. Okay, and they were teaming up with Bloodshot to uh, save some children that was being used for uh, some type of experiment they were trying to save some kids and and this in the movie you do see him team up with those the with characters like that they weren't called the hard corpse they were called something else in this movie which i'm glad with they decided to do that because in the comic books they like eventually in a few years later they had made the characters into villains, and I didn't like that. And they started killing children, which didn't make any okay. sense because they were teammates to save the children earlier. So why all of a sudden would they change to start killing children with powers? It didn't make any right. sense to me. <laughs> so they okay. they took this concept of the, the the movie of a bloodshot teaming up with the the heroes that the I mean the characters that were like the hardcores. But they turn evil and they turn against him because the the leader that he was working with was was betraying him and trying to force him to kill people that were part of the bloodshot experiment. Which is because 
Bloodshot was part of the Rising Spirit project, where yeah, because he dies in the you know in some type of mission, some military mission, and they end up bringing him back to life with, 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 by experimenting on him, and he doesn't remember yeah. he doesn't remember anything, and they try to get him to remember who he was. Okay. And they try to implant different memories of, inside of him. Which, I didn't like this, how this turned out a little bit, because in the movie, he had... He did have the memories of his wife dying and his daughter dying, getting killed. Yeah. And... Oh, no, no, th- no, it was just his wife, not the daughter. It's just kind of weird that... Cause in the comic books, he his kids did die and and his wife. Yeah. In the comic books. But in here you find out the plot twist is that his wife and kid is alive and he it's just that they made him to thinking that he was dead and she's already moved on to some living with someone else so she doesn't want to be back with him. So I didn't like yeah. that storyline in the movie. I kind of wish that they kept it that his wife had died and and his kid because yeah. the thing is in the comic books he eventually gets a, as he's bloodshot he falls in love with someone else and he has his kid with her and I want that to actually happen and he actually has a child that's like just like him with the bloodshot powers so yeah I will hope that will happen in the future it could probably still happen you could probably fall in love with someone and have a kid with her so I'm hoping that will happen. So yeah, it was a pretty good movie. I did like, I did like the villain that turned against him in the, in the team. They did follow the storyline of the first series of the Bloodshot, where he finds out the the project that he was involved in was a, was a villain. Okay. He was working for the government, and he was using it for his own to do his own thing and and do he's forcing bloodshot to kill other people that weren't criminals and stuff like that or he was in the movie he was forcing to kill people who were involved in the experiment but he got screwed out of the situation like yeah. the people who was working with the with the lead scientists were were they betrayed him and left and he he forced bloodshot into going going to revenge after those people. They were still bad people. They weren't good people. So I was okay with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a pretty good movie. It was pretty interesting. I did like there was a female character that was in that movie. I forgot the actress's name, but I do remember her from Dust to Dawn and Okay. The Dust to Dawn TV series and she did a pretty good in that in that TV show and she did yeah. good in the movie as well. Her name is Eliza Gonzalez. Yeah, she's she's a really good actress. I really like her. Okay. And I did like the the, the storyline that they and like cuz she had like she was like a she didn't portray Bloodshot. She actually decided to team up with him and forget and help him out to go, you know, against the team that she was working for. 
was, yeah. It was a good idea. I liked it. It was, it was a pretty good movie. Um, I just hope that because I know this movie did not do so well in the box office. Yeah. And apparently, only got twenty nine million, and the budget was forty five million. Sitting so it past his budget, but I just I think that, uh, I think part of that's definitely because of the whole yeah. corona. Yeah, it was the whole corona because they had to lease it digitally, <laughs> and I just hope it made enough sales that it actually it, it made some type of profit to make a sequel. Because I want this universe to expand. Valiant is a very interesting comic book company. I like their universe, and I want them to. At least has time, some type of attention, in, at least in the movies. Yeah. Because they say you gotta make a Harbinger movie, and I would like to see that. Because Harbinger okay. is a very interesting concept. I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing as X Men, but yeah. I would like to yeah. see it turn it out in, for this universe. And I wanted to get more attention because valiant is really fun to read and enjoy and i want everyone else to try to get into valiant as well it doesn't okay. get enough attention that it deserves yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so i hope i just hope that it'll get there so yeah i enjoyed this movie it was pretty good now i'm gonna talk about comic book reviews okay i know you didn't see bloodshot so it's not much yeah I, I didn't see it so <laughs> yeah I, I I don't have a lot to say on it. <laughs> Was you interested in seeing it, or I think I I would have gone to see it in theaters. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I, th- I think it was because it was the whole the whole uh, virus thing that stopped me. I think. Oh. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Okay. But I definitely it was something that I did want to go see that okay. I would have seen. Okay, so maybe you might um, see it one day. <laughs> yeah. If if. Yeah, it's definitely the sort of thing. If it if I see it on, I know some sort of streaming, yeah, streaming thing, and I I, I might put it, put it on one day. Might, definitely. Hopefully, you'll put it on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd uh, I'd be happy to check it out. I think people would check it out on Netflix if it was there. Cause yeah, for sure. Because I heard Code Eight did pretty well on um, Netflix. Yeah, and that movie. Didn't do so well in the theaters, so. Yeah. I think it can get a second chance on Netflix. The first comic book I'm going to talk about is called Batman Overdrive. Okay. It's a one of the, another one of those kids' books that they've made. And it's about a young Bruce Wayne. And he's trying to find out the people who killed his parents. And he has to deal with... He, Tries to figure out it has something to do with the Falcones. And as he was investigating the crime, he he saw in the files that Alfred was was working for the Falcones. And he was thinking because Alfred wasn't around when his parents got killed. And yeah. he was thinking Alfred had killed his parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In this book, so yeah, and uh, he tries to find a way to prove that he killed his parents, and then he finds out he didn't kill his parents. He was working for, it was true they was working for Falcone, and when he found out Falcone did some bad things, he stopped working for him and moved on and started taking care of Bruce Wayne. 
Yeah. Yeah. I did like the story because you see Bruce Wayne, he has some desire to become like a mechanic. Yeah. And he takes his dad's car and fixes it. And he starts, it's a lot. It has to do with a lot with being a mechanic in the story. And it was pretty interesting for Lucas to read this. And I actually enjoyed it. It was pretty interesting to read about. Yeah, it had two characters in there. One character was was made for the comic. It was a Latino character. I did like that. Yeah, and then they had cat seen the cow Catwoman in there. So okay, it was enjoyable. I did like it a lot. I'll give it a seven a seven point five. It was it was really fun, entertaining. It wasn't a great story, but it was still fun. I liked it a lot. So yeah, it was pretty interesting to see him go through, like, going through his adventures because he was fighting Falcone's son. Apparently, Falcone had a son there, and they did arrest yeah. him. Arrest him. So they did find out that Falcone did kill his dad and not Alfred. So. It was pretty interesting to see that the story work out. I really enjoyed it. It was pretty fun to see him be inspired by his dad and yeah, and Alfred as well, because Alfred was one that inspired Thomas Thomas Wayne to be into yeah. cars and be a mechanic. And it's just like it was pretty cool to see yeah. that perspective a different type of story him yeah, wanted to be a mechanic stuff. it was a pretty good story it was enjoyable and the author is always Shay Fontana which I do remember her from the Teen Times Go book comic books and the artist was Marcelo Chiara which I don't know that artist from other things but that right that artist did a pretty good job on the book the next one was Another Batman kids book that they had was Batman Nightwalker. It has to deal with Bruce Wayne's like a teenager in this one, and he's he was he's hired to talk to this teenager criminal that's in it's in Arkham Asylum. Okay. And because the thing is, they have to they're trying to investigate about with the gang that she works for and who's involved in the gang, and. It's a pretty good story. I I enjoyed it. I give this one a uh, eight because it's much better than the Overdrive one. It was it was an interesting story because you see Bruce Wayne talking to the the Night Walker. Is a is a criminal they made in for this comic, but I would like to see her in the main comic books eventually. It's a pretty yeah. interesting villain, and okay, she was working. She was. She had this gang. She was working for this gang, and she makes Bruce thinking that she was a good person. And she finds a way to trick him, and he falls for it. And they said it's gonna be another book. I don't know when the next book is coming out, but I'm looking forward to that because this one was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty interesting to see Bruce Wayne fall for her, and and try to make her go the other way and. Her name was Madeline Wallace, but yeah, she was she was basically a villain. And she would kill people, and she was a child. 
and okay, he fall he did fall in love with her and fall for her trap, and that was only a way to trick him for her to come out get out of get out of jail and run away. So <laughs> it was pretty interesting to see Bruce Wayne deal with that because the thing is Bruce Wayne always sees that there's a second chance for someone so I can see him fall into that type of trap even as a child I mean a teenager so yeah it was pretty interesting to see it happen when he's a teenager so yeah I liked it it was really enjoyable and I had fun with it so yeah I really did enjoy this one I think that's pretty much it I have not much to say about it but it was pretty good to see that. The next one is Superman of Smallville, which I give this one a 7. This one was okay. It was really a book that's marketed towards children, like more of like a kindergarten age book. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I do like this, the writer. He's very in other series, series like the, he's very in the Tiny Titan series, and those were pretty much fun. They were like very comedy heavy for little kids, but this yeah. one was, it was okay. It wasn't that comedy heavy as Tiny Titans, but it was still enjoyable. It's our Baldsar and Franco. That's what it is. <laughs> they always work together in kids' comic books, and yeah, they. Write a whole bunch of kids' comic books together and draw. So, yeah. Okay. And most of the art style is always the same for the, the books they do together. So, yeah. You see, it's about small Superman being a kid and becoming Superman when he's in junior high school. And yep. he deals with getting his powers and he tries to find out who he is and fights Brainiac and... He also discovers Crypto, and Crypto becomes his best friend, his dog. And okay. he to learn about the relationship between him and Crypto, which was a pretty in- interesting story. I liked it. It was enjoyable. It's just that the humor was kind of... It was there, but it was not that great. It was just average. Yeah. So... It's a, I guess it's a fun story for, for kindergartners. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if so, it gets them into Superman and all that sort of stuff, good on it. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit average. I enjoyed it for what it was. So yeah, um, yeah, I did like the, I did like him establishing a, a human to pet relationship, to uh, yeah. So him and Crypto was pretty fun. And him finding out another person that comes on the same planet from him. So he no longer feels alone. So yeah, it helps it can help kids with that. Um so yeah, it's a entertaining book. Um so the next one is um another one, another kid's book is called um Black Canary Ignite. Okay. And this one was uh is about um I I enjoy this one a lot more than the Superman of Smallville. I get this one an eight. This one was way much more fun. Um it's about 
uh, a younger black canary. She finds out she has um, screaming, um, her screaming powers. She's like in junior high school in this one. And, and she has like a rock band with two kids. Well, her two friends. And she thinks she goes dealing with. Because the thing is, she starts discovering she has powers. And she tries to lie to her friends about it. And they end up breaking, the band ends up breaking up. And because they know that she has powers and they didn't like that she lied about it. And okay. Yeah, the band goes through a breakup and they end up getting their friendship back when they have to fight a certain villain. Because there's a villain that that wants Black Canary. Because the thing is, she is the daughter of the previous Black Canary and in this book. And her mother also has screaming powers. That's why she got it. It's like a, she's like a metahuman. She was born with the powers and her father is a some is not Green Arrow is some is I think Detective Lance. They decided to do it that way. So you also get to see Commissioner Gordon in the book, and is you see they in Gotham City, and you get to learn about her, her history of the mother being a superhero, how she met the father, and how the daughter became to be, and it was pretty interesting. I did like. The character dealing with her having superpowers. And the thing is, she was like causing property damage to the school. And she had to pay for they like she had to pay for that in some sort of way. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so Right. (laughs) And then you find out the school principal is the villain that's after Black Canary. Yep. That's just a crazy plot twist. Okay. That the school principal was the one that was after her. Because they wanted... She was a previous villain for Black Canary. The mother. And she, she hated Black Canary. She wanted to ruin her life. So when she got a kid, though, she thought it would be a perfect opportunity to ruin their lives. Because she... black The mother retires being Black Canary. Because she wants to raise a child. Because she finds out she's pregnant. She doesn't feel like she could be a superhero anymore. So she retires and starts raising the kid. So yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. I did like it a lot. It was pretty fun. The writer was Meg Cabot. And the artist was Cara McGee. The art is pretty good. I liked it. I'm not really familiar too much with that writer. Don't know any other comic books. She's written. Yeah. But I do like this one. It was pretty good. So, yeah. So, the next one is, is another kid's book from DC. It's called The Oracle Code. And this one was a. I get this one a nine because I really enjoyed this a lot. This one was like the, wow. best, the best one out of all of okay. them. Okay. And it deals with Barbara Gordon. She is handicapped because she got into a car accident and yeah she ends up going to this school that that um that deals with handicapped children and she she when she's in the school and uh when she finally gets accepted into the school and starts taking classes in there it's like 
a school, like a dorm, a boarding school where she lives in there. Yeah. Has lives with the kids. Um, they also go to the school. And the thing is, she noticed in the school that kids were disappearing. And she was trying to wonder why they were disappearing. And you find out that the school principal is the villain. And there's another one with the school principal is the villain. <laughs> I just realized that. Uh, <laughs> 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 but some of the school principals being the villains. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They must, I guess they're just evil. Every single principal. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> Reminds me of a school. I heard there was a, like a news about a school principal went. They got fired in Florida because he was he was he didn't believe the Holocaust happened. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Think uh, it. Sure, <laughs> it was terrible. They definitely fired him. Wow. Okay. And it was kind of weird because it was a black principal, and I didn't think a black principal would say something like that. But yeah. Okay. It was kind of messed up, but it happened. But yeah, you find out the principal was taking the kids and trying to... Because the thing is, his his daughter was also a handicapped child. And that's the reason why he made the school. But he started getting very mad because he couldn't cure his daughter. And his his daughter was dying. So he decided to take experiment on the the kids that were he started taking kids from the school and started experimenting on them to find a way to cure his daughter and yeah he would have the kids die and didn't care about them dying and they okay. would just report them as missing and tell the parents that the child was missing from the school instead of actually telling them that they died so it's a very dark story, and <laughs> <laughs> you, Barbara Gordon, finds this out, and she tries. She gets him to get arrested, from, go to jail, and and they are still trying to find a cure for the daughter because she's in a coma. So, okay. Yeah, I guess they put her in some type of other hospital to try to cure her. But yeah, it's a pretty good story. I did like. Oracle, I mean, she was she was operating as Oracle. She did have, what is it? I think because she did have Dick Grayson as her friend, like a, a type of Dick Grayson as a friend, and um, it was a it was a really good book. I really did enjoy this one, and it was pretty cool to see, because the thing is what I did like about this book, it deals with it deals with the emotions of being handicapped and yeah cuz the things with people who are handicapped they feel like they feel like they feel helpless and they want to they also feel like they don't need anybody's help and they hate feeling like they need someone's help to do things so yeah you deal with you see her fight with that emotion a lot and it's pretty interesting to see that, especially in a kid's book. So it was a pretty good... I liked, I enjoyed seeing that a lot. And you see the character grow into something of her own. And she doesn't mind accepting help from others eventually. So yeah. I'm glad that the character grows 
grows learning that and she also deals with she deals with hating her father and then end up loving her father because she was hating her father because her father always wanted to help her whenever something happens and she would get mad that she would ask him help her and she doesn't want to feel helpless she she's she hates feeling that way she feel like she yeah. can do things herself and she also starts getting mad because she feels like her father worries about her too much that she doesn't believe in her but he's just trying to help her out especially because he's handicapped now so so yeah she tries to deal with a lot there's a lot of emotions in that book and okay. I liked it a lot um the writer of this one is Mar- Marie Marie Nipcap and the artist is Manuel Patero I don't know okay. really familiar with their work but the art was pretty good and the story was great I really enjoyed this one yeah so yeah that's pretty much it for that one the next one is Contagion, which is a Marvel miniseries. Okay. And this one was, eh, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I gave it a five. It was really bad. Well, yeah. It's just kind of eerie that this happened. This book okay. was, when this book was coming out, it came out on the same time. No, it came out, uh, it came out months before the coronavirus, about, and it deals yeah. with it's kind of has a similar the plot line is very similar to the coronavirus this book came out like in october to november and of last year and in this story thing ends up fighting mo man and he ends up finding out that they have this nuclear virus and people get infected like the whole New York City gets infected, and <sighs> what I didn't like about this book is that this book was like everyone being stupid in 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 this world <laughs> with this coronavirus. Because <sighs> the thing is, you see how quickly the virus spreads, and they are not wearing no protection whatsoever. Yeah, the superheroes. I don't understand yeah. it. You, it's like you have Reed Richards, the smartest man in the world, the first one to get the virus, <laughs> yeah. the first one, and it's yeah. like he just the thing that the the thing caused the rest of Fantastic Four to come over here because there's like a a virus being unleashed and a whole bunch of people are getting infected and we have to stop them, and they go in there with no protective suits. If this is Free Richards, he would actually think of a of a way to yeah. have the costumes for protection. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Aang gets the virus and then Sue gets the virus and Johnny Human George gets the virus and it's just like, oh my god, no pro- they have no protection whatsoever. And Thing yeah. doesn't can't get the virus because of his because he's a rock. <laughs> yeah, because he's a rock. And it's like, oh, God, this is getting ridiculous. Okay. And they have other heroes fighting, like the Avengers and Punisher, Moon Knight, Iron Fist. And it's just like everyone gets the virus because everyone doesn't, with no protection whatsoever. 
It's just like irritates me. It's like none of them even thought to think of wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. Oh my god, it was so terrible with that. Oh my god. It was a it was a five oh. issue miniseries. It was not good. Okay. And I was surprised <laughs> that it was gonna be this bad because Ed Bryson is a writer I actually enjoy a lot from Old Man Logan. Yeah. And okay. when it came to this book, it's like the worst book you ever freaking read. I mean, wrote. It was <laughs> horrible. Wow. Yeah. I just don't see superheroes being stupid as humans that happen here. Like, ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, in this one, you can tell with this virus and this and this virus, the, the 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 nuclear virus, you can see. Th- them being infected. It's not like in this, in like coronavirus, you can't see anyone infected. It's not yeah. an invisible virus like this, like the coronavirus. So, <laughs> you well. see like green nuclear <laughs> stuff sticking out of them, like, like well, some weird green zombie looking kind of thing. Okay. Wow. And they try to figure it out with magic, and they call Dr. Strange, he gets the virus, and eh, they figure out how to get the virus out with some type of magic. Mm. It finally worked out, but, I mean, they find a way to cure the virus, but I just didn't like how all the superheroes were so stupid, not not having protection whatsoever, and knowing that this virus is infected like whoever touches the person to yeah and they're like fighting with their own hands no gloves <laughs> <laughs> no protection was wow. I thought they would have like some protective armor to fight these yeah. these zombie infected human creatures and it's like it was that everyone was going in blind it was very stupid It was a guide of the things to not do when you when you're in a virus pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My God, that book was so bad. Uh so yeah, I did not like that one. Another one was Deceased. I finally read all six issues. Okay. And I would give this book like a six. It was I'm really not buying into well, the whole hype that everyone is going crazy about. Yep. Because I know Tom Taylor wrote this book. And I like Tom Taylor's writing. It's just not in this book. Because the thing is that I really don't like how it's poorly handled. I mean, it's very poorly handled. The thing is, this book is just a straight-up action fest. It's just to see a whole bunch of superheroes get killed by zombies. Yeah. And they become zombies and it's just that's all it's, it's all about and you see the the superheroes die the most dumbest ways and it's just it just irks me i'm not really buying into it i know they're making a whole bunch of spinoffs they can't stop making spinoffs with this but i'm not really into it it's just not appealing to me and um okay do you do see it is kind of sad how Superman and Wonder Woman dies, and because they end up giving up hope and uh, end up okay. getting the virus. 
It's just that, and then the the DC heroes end up going to a, a new planet where they could live off of. Uh, they get everyone out of the planet and move somewhere else. We don't. I don't know what's gonna. I'm not sure there's gonna be a story of them living off planet somewhere else because that's where the story ends. That so they go escape. And I haven't read the other spinoffs that they have, and there is an interesting part of the story where. Because there's Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn come with this sanctuary thing for anybody who got stuck on Earth and had to fight off the virus. That's I mean, there are some rain zombies that's there. So the un- there's a spinoff called Unkillables, which is okay. I read that one, but I'll talk about that later, the next podcast. Yeah. Um, I had finished reading that one just like yesterday. And... It deals with that story. So yeah, this one was okay because I didn't like how how Jordan was willing to give up of fighting the virus and he ends up getting killed because he doesn't have the willpower to fight this virus. And I'm like, why the fuck is he a Green Lantern then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it made no <laughs> sense. Okay. And then Batman ends up dying too because he is worse a lot of technology and I just yeah I just didn't like that the characters were dying left and right and once again the characters were being stupid. I did not enjoy that. Yeah, a bit similar to contagion. Yes, it's very similar just to contagion. Holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's very similar to contagion and it's just it's just characters getting killed left and right. And I think people enjoy zombie fiction a lot. And that's why it pop- is getting popular and getting a whole bunch of spinoffs. And I I guess because kind of eerie just came out like way before coronavirus. And people are reading it because the coronavirus thing happened. So I could see why it's getting a lot of attention. And... Tom Taylor has, has been known to write Injustice, and he done, he's done really good with that. So he's like one of the overhyped writers that anything he writes is all of a sudden gold, but not not to me. <laughs> not everything. <laughs> yeah. Because these have written a few good series, like Earth 2 was also a good one. I did like that one, which deals with the Earth 2 of DC characters. Which is basically yeah. the Justice Society of America, but he called it Earth Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The light book was good of his, and I'm not was not really into his all all new Wolverine series because he made X Two Three not uh, not okay with killing, and she was okay with that. And in the in the beginning, when she was teaming up with Wolverine in the X Force, which is <laughs> so it's kind of weird that he would change her character, and I didn't like that. So, yeah, I'm not really into the whole DC thing. Another book that I read was called Journeys to the Star Wars, The Legions. Okay. Which was, it was a four-issue miniseries that takes place before Rise of the Skywalker. Um, right. I, didn't, I did not enjoy this one as well. <laughs> yeah. It was, I would give it a six. It was... Oh my god, it's just that the thing is, is that you have it's about, because you know in The Last Jedi Ogbart had got killed 
the guy who says yeah. that it's a trap thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Princess Leia, not General Leia, goes to the planet that he's from. And because the planet that he's from, the the race of those people, they don't don't want to work with the resistance anymore because he died, and they felt like they they lost someone very important to them, and they blame it on okay. General Leia. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they blame it on her for for letting him get killed. Sure, so it's like it's all her fault. It's like. If they never team, if he never team up with them, this would never have happened. You know, but it was his choice to work for the resistance, so they fucking deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the sun is mad at her, and the leader of the country of the planet is mad at her, and they come with a deal like for like if the thing is, Ray volunteer herself. To fight off, fight off in a gladiator kind of arena, and if she wins, that they will still work for the resistance. If they, if she loses, they will not work with the resistance. They'll go on and do their own thing, and then she ends up going to the gladiator fighting. And the thing is, Ray doesn't even finish the gladiator fight. What gets me mad yeah. is that Rose comes in and beats the the villain, be beats the enemy for her. Because Ray can't defeat it herself. They made her, they made her super defenseless. <laughs> like all this. Uh, this just gets me irritated about the Star Wars. So yeah. She's supposed to be a great Jedi. The greatest Jedi of all. And yet she's useless in this comic book. Okay. And that's what gets me irritated. I didn't, that's why I didn't like this book. Because. Ray didn't do much of anything in this book, and I thought that I was gonna see some awesome fighting action scenes in there, and of her fighting the monster, the monster she has to fight for the gladiator arena, and it's just weird that Rose is not even she was in the audience, and all of a sudden she comes out of nowhere and defeats the villain, the the creature for her, and it's just like, uh, can I just let Ray fight her herself? Why does Rose have to come in out of nowhere and just be? Because Rose is not. Rose is more of a, a mechanic. She doesn't fight with things like this. And it's just like kind of weird that she comes out of nowhere and interjects yeah. the battle and wins for her. It's like. <laughs> I love Rose, but I just didn't feel like she needs to jump in there and claim victory. It's like, bitch, get out of here. <laughs> This is not yours. This is not your battle. This is her battle. Yeah. <laughs> so it just felt stupid. Oh my god. And then there was another side mission that with Finn and, and Poe had to go go after a bunch of bounty hunters that wanted to kill out the resistance that was hired from the Empire. I mean not the Empire, the First Order. And they end up losing. They like can't. They like defenseless, and they can't fight the the bounty hunters. And Ray and Rose and General Leia has to save them. And it's just like, oh god, everyone's defenseless in this goddamn book. I'm. T- I just can't stand it. <laughs> it was like getting me mad. It was like it was a very stressful reading book. Yeah, I just couldn't stand it. 
yeah, there everyone needed somebody in order to fight, and it's just, uh, and the Ogbards race race of people, they do end up helping the resistance at the end with some quick because they they end up since Rose invading the battles. Apparently, they decide not not join the resistance, but the the first order invaded the planet. And they helped them out there, and one of the characters sacrificed himself, and they wanted to honor him, and so they decided to work for the resistance. I just didn't understand that because it's like, weren't you just mad if someone else sacrificed themselves and the resist for the resistance earlier? So if someone else does it, all of a sudden you change your mind. It didn't make any mm. much sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll work for the resistance because this person sacrificed himself. Even though we said earlier we're not gonna work for the resistance because someone else sacrificed themselves. It's very contradictory, but whatever. The story was really bad. <laughs> and I thought the story was gonna be interesting because Akbar when he got killed in The Last Jedi, it was like his story his death was like very forgotten and no one even cared about him dying. So, I thought the stories would be interesting for it to go to a deep dive into that and talk about it, but it was a very bad story. I didn't like that one. And the writer for this one is Ethan Sachs, which is, he does okay. I'm not really, I only liked his old man Hawkeye, but any other story that he's written, like Old Man Peter Quill is not good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really don't. I haven't. I haven't read that much of the old man ones. I've I've read the uh, original old man Logan. Yeah, I know. You told me about that one. Yeah. We did talk about that in the podcast. We I- did. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I did. I never. I still haven't read it yet. The one that you read. I still have to check it out one day. But yeah, and he's also writing. Uh, he's writing another Star Wars series. I forgot what it was, but. Oh, it's called Bounty Hunters, which is a series with Boba Fett and and some other two characters that are Bounty Hunters. I only read the first two issues. It's okay. So okay. Far. I don't know what to think of that series. I'm really not so sure about Ethan Sachs' work as of yet. The only, the only series I've read that I enjoyed was uh, Omen Hawkeye. That's about it. Okay, so the next one... Is the last book I'm gonna talk about is is Hawkman number twenty three, and I give this one an eight because I actually enjoyed this one. It came out like two weeks ago. It's about because Hawkman ends up he's he was he was he was infected by the with the Batman who laughs virus, like he was like a villain. And he was trying to fight that off, and he ends up going into his this type of. And his him and he was, he was him and Hulk woman were going into his mind trance of like their past, and there was one particular past that they were that they were involved in where they are in like like medieval Europe, and he's trying to cure people from a virus like a plague virus, the plague. Yeah, and I like it was interesting to do the storyline on this because. I mean, we're dealing with the whole coronaviruses. It came on the right time. This because the book came out two, <laughs> yeah. two weeks ago, 
there's <laughs> like it's funny. I think the writer did write the story for the coronavirus. Like, I think he turned it in before, like, as yeah. this is going on, and they published it, whatever. Because I think he probably wrote this book in January, and it came as it came in time when it got into the U.S. So <laughs> it was a pretty good story. You see Hawkman being a doctor. And trying to help people with the virus, and they end up thinking he's the one that that, that caused the virus, but he's he's not the one that caused the virus. And it was a really good story; I enjoyed it a lot. And it's just like he becomes like I forgot what they call this thing, uh, because he was like a doctor with like one of the he was a plague doctor, which was kind of interesting, like. Like the doctors with the with the beaks and the trench coat, like the long coat, black coats, and the hat. Like I heard yeah. it was a thing. Like one of my friends told me about it. I didn't know it was, a, it was actual thing. Like a bird mask mask wearing plague doctor in the seventeenth century Spain. That's what they were. So yeah, it was pretty interesting seeing Hawkman deal with trying to cure people for the virus and and. It was it was a very enjoyable story how he he was feeling bad for people being infected and trying to cure them and people were dying. It was it was very interesting for this to come out at the time that the virus is going on because it deals a lot of, a lot with that stuff and and it deals with you know people losing their lives and not. Going back to the things the the way they were, and it was a really interesting story. I I'll give this one an eight. It was a really good story and enjoyed it a lot. And he ends up finding okay. he ends up finding Hawk Woman, and they end up going off somewhere else at the end of the story. But yeah, it deals with a lot of you know, you see Hawkman going through a lot of emotions with himself because he's also been affected with. A evil virus that makes him not who he is and he's trying to fight it off so it's a lot of dealings of of emotions of him of going through a, a virus that you really don't want to deal with and it's yeah. pretty interesting I like it it was pretty good it was like the best comic book I read for that week because a lot, a lot of good books came out that week it was only four books anyway yeah and I, I did somewhat enjoy the Flash one, but I'll talk about that next week. I didn't get to prepare for this one, so yeah, it was an interesting story. And the artist for this one was Marcio Takara, and the writer is Robert Vendetti. And she does—he's been doing a really good job with Hawkman. I really do like this series, and I'm surprised it's been going on for this long. I mean. It hasn't get canceled yet, and I hope it doesn't. Not, not for a while. <laughs> but I really enjoy this series a lot. So yeah, I really do enjoy nice. it. And the art was good too. I enjoyed the art. So the next one, I guess we're gonna start talking about is there's no other comics to talk about for now. Now we gotta talk about the boys, volume two. Yep. We're gonna talk about issues seven through ten, not seven, not through not eleven and twelve, because <laughs> I decided to leave it for the next podcast because 
11 starts a new story arc and I don't yeah. think it finishes into like maybe issue 14. Okay. Because I heard the, the Onibus only has two more issues left. And oh, really? <laughs> there, uh, there's a volume two. I mean, volume two and three and four is also. So I might just keep on reading from there. But yeah. So yeah, this one was pretty interesting. I mean, because I noticed it's like this, this doesn't deal with the main story arc. It's like a no. This was this was the furthest detached. Yeah, from the main story arc, and and also the show that yeah. we've been yet. I think as nothing, it doesn't have to do with the main story arc at all, and the TV show doesn't cover this part. No, so, yeah, I think it it was. I don't know. To sum it up, it was it was a it was just more of the boys doing their thing. Yeah, it's like a side story kind of. Thing. Yeah. It was like, I've already forgotten the name of that, like, Teen Titans group um, yeah. from the first six it's issues. Kicks. But it, it was, yeah, yeah, Teenage Kicks. It was kind of just that again to a new, yeah, to a Batman and Robin ripoff now. Yeah, because <laughs> it had to deal with Popclaw. She knew these, yeah. these characters. Yeah. And they went to go investigate it because someone had died in this, like, someone yeah. had died in this in this case, and they wanted to investigate it. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that that was interesting. He went to investigate the case. So, yeah, it was a nice side story, and it was really funny. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Me too. I thought, uh... I thought it was good. I think this is... I think it's more stuff like this that I want to see from the book, just different to the show, just the boys sort of doing their thing. Yeah. You know, tracking down all different sorts of superheroes, I think. Uh, yeah. I think it, it, it's a lot of fun. It felt like they were being real CIA, CIA agents, like yeah, going through stuff like that, like going through other superhero cases. And yep. This Absolutely. one deals with Batman being a gay character like a like yeah. his name is the, the Batman character's name Tech Tech Knight. And yeah. <laughs> he finds out that he's uh, he goes into like his gay fantasy. Like I think he starts figuring <laughs> out that he's gay. But he doesn't want to admit yeah. that he's gay for a very long time. And it's just Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is that when I was reading this book. Oh my god! When you talk about, we went to go talk to the psychiatrist. Yeah, and he talks about how he's staring at this android's <laughs> butt, and it's like yeah. a male android, and it's just like he's like, "Oh, I can't, I can't be gay because it's an android, and it's not, it's not <laughs> actually male." But I'm like, dude, you're definitely gay. <laughs> the way he was describing it, it's like, yeah, he's definitely gay. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was. I think, I think the dialogue in these issues too were were the most dated. Yeah, there was a lot of oh, there was a lot of monologues each character would go on about. Yeah, why they either dislike gay people or they're okay with it, kind of. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't like. Yeah, some parts were kind of like a little offensive, but I didn't take it seriously yeah. because it's a it's a comedy book. Yeah, yeah. So 
I don't know, but Willie was a little. He says that he's not homophobic, but he was a little there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he was an old gay to go to a gay club is just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was and definitely it, interesting. It's just like he was very contradicting because it's like he wasn't okay with Billy the Butcher using the the you know the faggot word, but then yeah, then <laughs> you know, but he'll he'll say poof or whatever. And, oh, it was and, poof. Yeah, it was. Poof. Yeah, which I'm not really familiar with that term for. Oh, okay, that's that's a big one here. Oh, so that I, I guess that that is like the. Word it could fag- be in England as well. Yeah, I was thinking it was a word, the the faggot word for the U.S. I was that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, so yeah, they were. He was being offended for him to use that word, but meanwhile, he's not so cool going to a gay club. And Billy Butcher was was okay with going in there, and it's like yeah, not to mention how contradicting he is. Yeah, <laughs> it was um. <laughs> it was an interesting element. I thought it was. It was so freaking weird. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that you know, because it kind of reminds me of the whole. Because you know, I I don't know if you heard the story about the gays, the whole back then in the like sixties of Batman, the Batman Robin comics. DC mm. got into this controversy because people were thinking that. Batman and Robin was sleeping together, but they weren't. Okay, right, yeah. And just to rectify that, DC decided to give Robin and Batman girlfriends. Like they had, Batman had Batwoman, which was not the same Batwoman from the modern comics. It was a different Batwoman, and yeah, uh, a Batgirl was a different Batgirl. It was Betty Kane, Betty Kane, and. The, the bad one was Catherine Kane. So it's just just to get away from them, like Batman and Robin sleeping together. It's like, oh, it, they don't, they're not gay. They have girlfriends. Yes. Yeah. So they just did it that way. Which I never would think that, you know, Batman and Robin's gay because that's his son. It's like, oh, but yeah. It's just that because there was one combo panel. It's like, oh, he was sleeping with him in the same bed, but that's his child. That's like yeah. it's an adopted child, so it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, but it's just weird that they were thinking they was thinking right. that back then. But whatever, it's, that was the old times. But whatever. So it was kind of funny that I think they was making fun of that in this book. Like they was trying to make a parody of that. Like what if the Batman like character was gay and he was into his psychic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like his name was Swingwing, something like that. Yeah, Swingwing, I think. Which is a very um, funny name, but whatever. Uh, yeah. It was. What, what did you make of the very end of it with Tech Knight imagining himself like stopping a meteor that was oh. going to hit the Earth by 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 having sex with? So it? wait a minute, that didn't happen. I thought that actually did happen. I I'm not sure. <laughs> it it's, it seems like it didn't happen. To me, it seemed like it did happen. <laughs> it's just because this book is so off the wall. I would like think it yeah. happened. Because the thing is, the Tech Knight is dead, isn't? Oh no, he. Yeah, he is dead. Um, 
I, I imagined it, it as like that was like his final, like as he was dying. That's what he thought like of himself. Because I remember in the in the end of the story. <laughs> oh my god, that shit was that shit made me crap crack up like crazy. <laughs> oh my god, I was laughing. I couldn't stop. It's like like the deadly dead serious like had sex with the meteor and blew up yeah. when he came. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's the funniest scene I've ever seen in the comic book. Oh my god. It was so funny. Oh my god. He was like, because the thing is, the meteor, they made it shape like, they made it look like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> shape an asshole, he like fucks it. <laughs> oh my god. And everyone's cheering for him to have sex with the meteor, and it's just like, it was yeah. very freaking weird. <laughs> It was weird. I um, I might have to revisit it to check whether it was real or not. But I think, uh, yeah, that it's so over the top. It is very over the top, and that's what I like about yeah. this book. It's so over the top. Oh my god! It's just so messed up how the swing wing ends up getting killed. Yeah, you know, like he falls off the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It like he it's, dies the um, same way the other guy dies. Yeah. It's um It was it was kind of inadvertent kills by the boys as well. Yeah. It was just Yeah, this- I th- I think I enjoyed it a lot, although I'm it's a nice break from the main story, although I do want to see where that continues. Yeah. And you know, that was kind of weird about the whole threesome action going on there because yeah where you know take night and pop claw and swing all have like a threesome sex and, yeah and tech night was imagining that swing was sucking his dick instead of, <laughs> yeah. of pop claw and it's like oh my god this book is yeah <laughs> it was really out there <laughs> you would expect yeah it's it's <laughs> yeah it wasn't what you'd expect to be reading in a uh in a superhero book. Oh my god, it was so funny. Oh man, and even when they go to that comic book store and they meet up with that guy, yeah, and that guy's having sex with the prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> that book was all over the place. Oh my god, and you know it's kind of messed up that Tech Knight was like spreading this. Uh, propaganda that Swing Wing was gay when he was the gay yeah. one. Yeah. That was really messed up. <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty interesting that they had the story. And I really enjoyed it. I'll give it an eight. It was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I, I uh Yeah, I give it s I give it the same. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was it was definitely funnier than the first six issues. Yeah, it was definitely funnier. It's, yeah, I agree with that. And I don't know if um, the I don't know if the, the TV show is going to deal with this a story like this. I mean, the story. Yeah, I don't think so. Because <laughs> it seems like they're only going to um, focus on the main story. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think the TV show probably has less time to focus on things like this. I would um, say it could, though. But I, I think this... Yeah, me too. I think 
I think this was good to um, show like Huey sort of starting to come into like accepting his role in the boys, mm-hmm. which was good. Yeah, I noticed he's been getting he's been talking with Mother Milk a lot. Yeah, and he became more familiar with that character. And I, I this only the only thing that concerns me is that we don't get too much interaction with Frenchie or the female. When in the yeah. TV show, you had more interaction with them. Yeah, I think uh, I think it might be coming. Yeah, down the line, but um, we'll see. And you barely had any. It's the opposite because, like, in the TV show, you barely have any interaction with Mother's Milk. Yeah, um, I would like to see get to know more about him in the TV show. So yeah, it was it was a pretty interesting story. I liked it a lot. And I'm looking forward to the third the third story arc with the with the Russians thing. So Okay. Yeah, it deals with some type of Russian story. <laughs> we go to Russia. So Okay. It's another case that doesn't deal with the main story arc. Yeah, it's this this book was really interesting. I did like it. Yeah. Is there anything else to talk about? I don't think I have anything. Um, else to say it was um it was less issues than normal but yeah it was less issues no, um, i think i think we've touched on it all yeah um i'm trying to think if there's anything think, else uh, yeah oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to keep reading it was funny how Al- the alfred like character decided to leave oh yeah saw him yeah because like, he was like jerking off to like singling like right in front of him when he bent over and it's just like okay. yeah that was, was not cool. <laughs> yeah. All the... Because, like, I think the show is meant to be, like, what if superheroes were, like, just normal people and, you know, they weren't perfect and they were just... Yeah, they were, like... Kind of average people doing... Not always being the best people ever. Yeah. Whereas I, I, I feel like the book is less that and it's more just... They're not just normal people. They're all messed up. Like, every superhero is just a creep or a pervert or basically evil or something, you know? Yeah. They're much worse in this, I think. They were, like, god-awful. They're, like, god-awful. They're really awful people, and it's just... Yeah. And what is it that's, like... I was kind of, like, sad about the 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 gay characters in the story that they were sad about the, the gay guy that got killed in the whole superhero... Yeah, involvement with swinging and 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 tech night because the guy had feelings for swinging and they had like a he when he opens his feelings for him swinging got mad and threw him off the roof and it was just like oh and it was kind of like I didn't like that they ho- they not gonna they decided not to avenge I mean like solve the case of that it was tech night that that started the whole thing. Yeah, left it under the rug, and that was kind of sad that they decided to do that. That's the only part I did not like about the story. I thought it was messed yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah, because I I kind of did want them to expose him and try to go yeah. deeper into that, but they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, because he ended up getting killed. I think that's probably why. Yeah. So they probably were. They felt like it wasn't worth going deeper into. But yeah, I enjoyed it. 
there's not much else to say about it, I think. No, I think uh, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, so I'm gonna end the podcast here, I think. Okay. And go read the next volume for the next podcast. So I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast and and um, yeah, yeah, and and. And hopefully, I hope people, more people decide to subscribe to my YouTube channel so I can get the yeah. podcast, you know, more popular and get somewhere. Yeah, do it. Subscribe, everyone. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I only got six subscribers Okay, <laughs> my YouTube channel. But I don't know what I, how many <laughs> subscribers I have on my podcast.com or Anchor or iTunes because they don't tell you how many subscribers you have. Okay. So I don't know how many people. I don't say. Yeah, but I noticed on uh, Comics Amino, I get a lot of attention there, and, and okay. get like forty likes or one of my yeah. videos on YouTube have like fifty views. So I get some okay. type of attention, but just not enough. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I just hope people share it and like it and try at least. Co- I've been getting comments here and there. Yeah. So yeah comment about it talk about it whatever yeah and um i do have a i do have an email for the channel itself like is ultimate awesomeness at i mean 520 at gmail.com so anybody wants to ask me or zach any questions that you can they can ask there and absolutely and we'll ever able to answer their questions I try to come with a email for the convo podcast itself. Yes, ultimateawesomeness520 at gmail.com. Or they could just tweet me at Isolic. See, yeah, that's about, that's pretty much it. I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast and look forward to future episodes. And I also yeah, finally made a, <laughs> I also made a logo for the podcast finally. I have it on the other podcast that we did before the last right. episode. Nice. So, I hope everyone likes the new logo. It took me four days to work on it to get it done. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not much of a good, like I know Photoshop, I know how to use it, yeah. but I'm not that fluid with it. So I just, yeah, it okay. takes me time to actually learn something new with it. So I had to do some self learning. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I hope people like what I came up with. Good stuff. Yeah. So. That's pretty much it. So, I guess um. So, I'll see you guys on the next pot on the next podcast video. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Later.